T-minus 25 seconds. 20 seconds and counting. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Tower cleared. Here we got a roll program. And as Apollo 11 does its roll program, this podcast now does its roll program. The tape is rolling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. My name is Grant Cameron, and you're listening to the Paranormal UFO Consciousness Podcast. Thank you for taking time from your life to be here. What follows is a series of audio clips that were done with James Smith. James Smith was the oldest son of Wilbert Brockhouse Smith. There was some interviews, you hear some interviews I did with James, and you'll also hear a part of an interview that he did with a radio show in Toronto called Strange Days many years ago. Um, James was the um, son who held the files. When Wilbur died, uh, he's, his wife was um, told not to let the files go to the Canadian government. They were actually held at James's house for a number of years. James gave them to a researcher, Arthur Bray out of Ottawa. Arthur Bray held them for a number of years, and then James Smith was responsible for moving the Wilbur Smith files to the University of Ottawa uh, in Ottawa, Canada, the nation's capital. You'll hear James talking about questions being asked about uh, hardware that came to Canada. You'll also hear him talk. I asked him about uh, whether Wilbur Smith saw the craft, whether Wilbur Smith saw the bodies, and he confirms it. These are older audio clips from many years ago, so the audio quality may not be uh, up to par, uh, but it's the best we have. Again, here is James Smith, the oldest son of Wilbert Brockhouse Smith, and a lot of this material is detailed in uh, my new book, uh, The Canadian Government UFO Story, The Wilbur Smith Files. Good afternoon, Jim here. Jim, it's Grant Cameron phoning from Winnipeg. Yes, Grant. Do you remember me? Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I just phoned to give you a couple of things. I'm giving a, a lecture in Arkansas next Saturday Yes. on your father's work. Good. And uh, I just wanted to let you know that there's a website that I've set up for the majority of the material that I'm going to present. Yes. And do you have, you have access to the web? Uh, yes, we do. Okay. Um, I'll just give you the address, and if there's anything on there, the material won't be up there till about Friday, uh, all the material. Yeah, well, it, you've, you've got it all. You've got a handle on it. So. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that if there's anything on there that you think is inaccurate, that you would uh, somehow let me know and, yeah. and correct me on it. Well, chances of that happening are pretty slim. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, one of the things I wanted to, to check... Um, yeah. I, w- one of the things I'm going to discuss is the different methods that were used for for contacting um, 
the alien thing, and I'm going okay. to have a, I'm going to have a defense of of why this was a legitimate thing to do and this sort of thing. One of the things that sort of puzzled me in one of your father's letters was the fact that he talked about letters going back and forth. Have you any idea how this was done? Um, letters went. Uh, he sometimes he would write to the contact in the states. Okay. And then the um, she acting as a medium would read the letters, and the answers would come back, and she'd write. Or the automatic writing would write it. Okay. And then send the letter back. Okay. Okay. That was the one of the things I wanted to confirm. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, um, the Buchanan told the story about crash flying saucers, like you mentioned the bodies. Yeah. And I believe Buchanan mentioned a story about your father had seen the, uh, a crash saucer at a Air Force base outside of Washington. Was That's it, right. Did you ever hear that story? Yes. Oh, okay. So that is... That yeah. is Okay, your father told you that, or you just heard that from one of the other people? No, my dad told me that. Okay, okay, that's one of the things I want to confirm. The other thing was the inner circle members. Uh, uh, I've got Rydell, Bridge, Buchanan, Helford, Watkins. You mentioned when you were on the interview, which is a very good interview about a month ago, you mentioned five or six people that, that were very close. Uh, well, those, those were the main ones. Uh, what about this this engineer? There was an engineer there that was in contact with uh, with with Tyler, an, an engineer in Ottawa. Was he one of the inner circle people? I, I really didn't see him discussed too much by your father in the letters and stuff. But um, I'm uh, trying to think of names too. That's 40 years ago. Yeah, um, this fellow. Um, so Bill Riddell was an engineer. Okay, and he was an Air Force engineer. Okay. Um, what were the names again? Maybe one of well, them or something else. Well, Art, Art Bridge was the metallurgist. Yeah. Okay, Buchanan. Yeah. Uh, um, Watkins. I don't know. Hel Carol Halford Watkins. I don't know yeah. what the husband's name. Whether his name was Halford Watkins as well. That's right. But I can't remember his first name. Okay. And uh, so that that was basically the main group that that was. Involved. Yes, there were others who came and went. Okay. But the names I would, couldn't remember them now. Yeah. Okay, I guess that's basically it. I'll, I'll just give you the website. It's presidentialufo.com. Just a Presidential? Presidential UFO, all one word, dot com. Presidential Uf, UFO? Yeah, dot com. Yeah. Slash Smith HTM. And there's an index page there. HTM? Yeah, HTM is the end. And there's an index page there. There's a number of articles on uh, on different things. Yeah. And it should be up by Friday. You can take a look. Mm -hmm. And uh, okay. maybe if there's anything you can add, you can. there's a, yeah. an email address there. You can just sort of let me know. Okay. And we'll go from there. I think, I don't, I'm not sure whether it's the first time anybody's ever lectured on the thing, but um, I've been given... May well be. I've been given two and a half hours, and I'm going to go through uh, a lot of the stuff, and I'm going to defend the all the contactee stuff uh, as to why this was a legitimate thing to do and stuff. And uh, I think it should be pretty interesting. Most people have never heard the stories. Yeah. And, oh, I'm sure uh, it will be, Grant. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. What's your phone number there now? Um, uh, area code two zero four. Right. Two six nine. Right. Have you an answering machine, like if I were to call you? Um, yeah, I have an answering machine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Excellent. Thank Best you. Best of luck, sir. Okay, thank you. Thank you. you bye-bye. Bye-bye. Buchanan told the story about crash flying saucers, like you mentioned the bodies. Yeah. And I believe Buchanan mentioned a story about your father had seen the, uh, a crash saucer at a Air Force base outside of Washington. Was That's it, right. Did you ever hear that story? Yes. Oh, okay. So that is... That yeah. is Okay, your father told you that, or you just heard that from one of the other people? No, my dad told me that. You actually saw some of these pieces as well, Jim? Oh, yes. Okay. And I saw them when you unpack the box and what's in there and take a look at it. Hmm. How old would you have been then? Oh, well, looking at 10 to 17 in my age group. Did you get an opportunity to handle any, any of them? How would you know what was an unusual-looking piece of metal at the age of I got to handle a few of them. Uh, one was a chunk about the size of a brick, semicircular in shape, and a very smooth metal except where the jagged edges of uh, where it had been uh, disconnected from whatever it belonged to. It was uh, quite heavy in terms of its size. He had uh, analysis done of that one. I remember seeing that particular analysis sheet. Many times I do remember blue military cars pulling up to the house and leaving packages of things for him to uh, do metallurgical analysis on. And uh, we'd asked him what they were, and they, he said they were, they were chunks that uh, unidentified things that the military had either shot down or found. Unidentified things? Or did he did he actually use uh, the word flying saucers? Or Yes. Yeah, on, a, on a couple of instances, I remember packages uh, about the size of a loaf of bread coming in. The box would contain a chunk of metal that he'd been told that, that the Air Force had shot a chunk off of a flying saucer and he'd like they'd already done some analysis of it uh-huh. and I would like to him, have him to have a go at it too so now was this the American Air Force or the Canadian Air Force well I, I don't remember what color the plate yeah. it was but I mean, it came from the states whether it was delivered to the house by a uh-huh. Canadian oh, it, yeah so it came from the states yeah. that's right yeah, yeah that's this week's episode of the paranormal UFO consciousness podcast I'm your host Grant Cameron hoping that you will join me for upcoming episodes Links to my YouTube interviews, books, and my Facebook sites are in the show notes. If you love the podcast or learn something valuable, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, or give a review on today's episode. If you would like a certain paranormal subject dealt with in the future, please let us know. Until next time, watch this space, and thank you so much for listening.